due to the state of affairs in westernized culture, we are sometimes apprehensive in our abilities to completely understand and give ourselves willingly to the idea of being Hebraic. Here in Hebrews in Exile, episode number 17, Rabbi Robert B. Holman Jr. and Sean Appleton discuss this apprehension and how to overcome it so you can willingly give yourself freely to the idea of being Hebrew and understanding your Hebraic roots. So for all you Hebrews that are listening, for all of you that are on the fence, we're about to begin. Let's go. This is Rabbi Robert B. Holman Jr. and Sean Appleton. And this is Hebrews in in Exile. exile. Hmm. As as you know, as you know, um, that I've, and I've discussed this, this, what I'm going to say now was in the first podcast that I did in explaining um, my biography in terms of the evolution Mm -hmm. from coming from, from, from Christian, Christian to, to Hebrew Pentecostalism to this Hebraic way, and I want I want to kind of talk about that a little bit because I'm I'm getting questions, okay. and uh, I want to say to my Pentecostal people who are in or are trying to make the exodus out as I did, that everything that I learned in the Pentecostal church was not bad. So I'm not right. I'm not I'm not here to slam it. But with the transition from that to this Hebraic way it's like the words of the song. I can see clearly now. Right. The rain is gone. Right. You know, I can, I can understand things that I couldn't understand, and things that didn't make sense now make perfect sense. Right. You don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater. No, 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 no. And one of the things that you have to know you cannot drag Pentecostalism along with you mm. as you try yeah, a good point. to cross the Red Sea <laughs> into the promised land. Right. Right. Because it will weight you down yeah. and you'll wind up like Pharaoh. Right. Have a clear mind. Yeah. You can't. The lot baggage can't come. And can't I realize, it. I realize that a garage sale that <laughs> that narrative, the majority of us Hebrews in exile, if we weren't Pentecostal, we were Baptists, and if we weren't Baptists, we may have been Catholic, and if we weren't Baptist, Pentecostal, or Catholic, we might have been, uh, I don't know, mm, something in between, something yeah. in between there, <laughs> yeah. right, but. It didn't make any difference except for the narrative was the same, except for in some of those religious circles, it was very strict and very pointed and directed towards who we needed to worship, 
who we needed to serve and who was going to save us. Right. Along with, along with a lot of things that are not based on scripture. Now, what I need to say, what I need to say mm-hmm. is the New Testament is not scripture. Okay. And I'm and if I and, mm-hmm. and if I pull if I pull narrative out of that particular writing, I have to pull Paul's words out in Acts twenty four and fourteen or fifteen, where he talks about I am of the way, and I believe in the Torah and the prophets. There you go. And I and I believe in a sect that's called the way. Okay. And his statement is directed directly back across the street to the Hebrew scriptures. Right. He's not talking about he's not talking about anything else. He's talking about the Hebrew scriptures. That's correct. That's correct. And the problem being is that the Greeks and the Romans have manipulated us into believing that what they have written is true, mm. but it's not. Right. Right. And the proof in the pudding is being able to study the Hebrew text mm-hmm. itself absent a King James Bible. And that's oh, yeah. because, and that's because the King James Bible and all mm. of the narratives that come that that fall off of that tree, I don't Tisdale, American Standard, Standards, okay, a, whatever, yeah. whatever it okay. is, yeah. falls off of that tree, <clears throat> follows the same vein of thought in which a lot of the Hebrew Scripture has been altered mm. and or left off. And consequently, if you say, well, I study, you know, if you study the wrong source, you're still going to get the wrong answer. Right, right. So you have to go back, you have to go back to the source, Mm -hmm. which is the Hebrew language and the Hebrew writings itself to validate whether or not what's been transcribed, transliterated, right, and uh, transposed, whether or not it's correct or not. Okay. And you do that very well. You do you do that much better than I do. I don't I don't think so. I think you're you're flattering. You're no, very I'm flattering. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. <laughs> no, I'm not. No, I'm not. You do you do Hebrew you do Hebrew reading and um, and ex- explanations are much much better than, than I do. And it's my own fault because I got lazy and I let somebody else take my place that I should have never let happen. And 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 now I now I've got to go back and and, and catch up. Catch anyway. Up that's a side thing. <laughs> now, within all of these faith operations, there are protocols that happen that are not scriptorial. They don't go back. There's nothing in the foundation of Scripture that validates them. Okay. Um, I was baptized mm. in Jesus' name. My grandfather was a pastor. My father was a pastor. 
So consequently, when I was born, I was born into the Pentecostal faith and I was baptized in Jesus' name. Mm. I was convinced that I needed to speak in tongues in order to be saved. And I went through all of that and I raised my hand to the Most High. I did speak in tongues. Mm. Whether or not it was valid, whether or not it's the criteria of salvation at that particular time, I had no idea because that was the teaching that I was influenced by and I was under. Wow. Okay. Wow. Wow. Why are you saying wow? Mm. Because it hits home for so many people who listen to this because we all have that same testimony, Mitz testimony that Mitzrayim testimony. Yeah. We were all in that. I, we were there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We were all there. Yeah. And it's, oh, you think about everything that you, you know now and you just like, that has nothing. I squirmed. <laughs> I squirmed. Taking your thunder. I'm sorry. I squirmed under the many altar calls that were made mm. that made me fearful that I was going to go to hell. And I didn't want to go to hell. <sighs> and that's where everybody is today. Whether you're Baptist, whether you're Kojic, Church of God in Christ, whether you're... Pen yeah, Pentecostal. Pentecostal, whatever, whatever organization that you're Pentecostal of. You know, mm -hmm. that's 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 the narrative and that's the fear that you live under. And that ex except and unless mm -hmm. you accept Jesus Christ as your savior and you turn to him, you're going to go to hell. Right. Which is, again, oh gosh, I, I don't even know if this is appropriate right now, but I'm going to say it anyway. You're approached with this idea you're birthed into Christianity, which is yeah. what, you're, what you're saying. And there's two different thought processes in that Bible that you have. Yes. You have the Hebraic side and you have the Christian side. Yes, which is Greek and Roman. And therefore, the side that you're connected to, you don't have that connection because you've been taught to think a certain way. And that comes out of, you got to think about who gave that to you. Yeah. Which one of the brothers... Your fattians it gave, gave that to you, that narrative to you. It, it wasn't Shem. It wasn't Ham. It was <laughs> Japhat. It was Jovan, mm -hmm. one of the sons of Japhat, who was the progenitor of the Greeks. Right. It was Esau, who was a Hebrew who lost his birthright to his brother, mm -hmm. Jacob, and has sworn from the day that he lost his birthright that he was going to do everything he could to kill his brother. Right. <clears throat> and the, the ability to destroy a nation of people is to destroy and separate them from their God. Mm -hmm. And that's what Greece and Rome have done. Which so, is... So this whole 
this whole experience in my life has been one that has brought me full circle and back to the left side of that book that we carry to subscribe wholly and 100% to what the Hebrew text says because in the Hebrew text, there's only one entity that's speaking. That's right. And that's the most high. And that's the one who created us. Yep. The only one. He speaks, he appoints, and he anoints. He's the only one that speaks, appoints, and anoints. Mm-hmm. He called he called Moses, Amashe, to right. be a leader of his people. He called King David to be a leader of his people. He called the prophets to speak for him. He called them. They weren't appointed by no board, nor did they wake up one morning and say, oh, I'm a prophet. Mm -hmm. We talked about it in that last podcast. What did the people do? Moshe fits that bill entirely, what the prophet talks about, because they cried out and then a leader arose, yeah. a savior. A savior arose. Arose. Yeah. In the form of Moshe. Now, <laughs> now I know, I, and listen, listen, listen. I know that in the time of Jesus Christ, that Rome was raised in hell. Mm-hmm. But they were raised in hell against the Hebrew people of Israel. Because the Hebrew people of Israel would not accept their Greek idea that they were trying to impose upon the Hebrew people. Mm. And you have to ask yourself a question. A nation, can a, can a, can a, a nation divided against itself, can it stand? Yes, no. But yet and still... Rome, at that particular time, was considered to be a Christian nation. But yet Mm. they were killing Christians. Duh. Mm. (laughs) They weren't killing Christians. They were were killing and feeding uh, Hebrew Israelites in the Roman uh, uh, um, um, Colosseum to the lions because the Hebrew people wouldn't accept their narrative. Mm. And it was the Hebrew people that were hiding in the catacombs, not not Roman Christians. Mm. Right, right. <clears throat> so, so, so you have to <clears throat> you have to research the history, and and try to tie the pieces together to arrive at a truth to understand what is truth, what is true, as opposed to what is not true. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So it's 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 been a journey. It's been a journey. Yeah. <laughs> but like the song says, I can see clearly now. Yeah. Yeah. I think and that's we have a heart for the most high. And the for some odd reason the most high in some kind of way is gonna you know we, keep inter, introducing himself like, come on, get it. Yeah, I'm we, right here. I'm, yeah, get yeah, it. Yeah. We spiritualize the fact that say, oh, well, Israel was baptized in the Red Sea. No. <laughs> no, no, they weren't. No, Israel Israel <laughs> was not in any water in the Red Sea. It was right. no, water didn't touch them. <laughs> they went across on dry right. land. Yeah. 
Yeah. They were not baptized in the Red Sea. Exactly. We're spiritualizing. Now, if anybody was baptized in the Red Sea, it was, it was Pharaoh. Pharaoh and the rest of his army, exactly. And, and he didn't get out. <laughs> Go figure. Go figure that one out. Yeah. Yeah. See? Yeah, we don't need to spiritualize anything. Let's read the scripture for exactly what it says. So, I mean, I context. I, I hope I hope you hear my heart. I'm not I'm not trying to to demonize nor to put down because we all started somewhere. We all started in faith somewhere in trying to arrive at an understanding of who God really is. And until he awakens your spirit to change, to start searching, and you have to allow yourself to have a open heart and an open mind to hear his calling and cure his wound. Because if he's calling you out of something to change, man, that's special. Exactly. That's special. Because when you think of the myriad, myriad, myriad thousands of people yeah. and even the myriads of people that are around you, but yet he's tugging on your heart to pull you out of something, man, that's, that ain't the devil. That's the <laughs> spirit of the Most High because you've been praying. I right. guarantee you, you've been praying and asking the Most High to, to show you something and he's trying to show you, he's trying to pull you out and you shaking your head like the catcher, like the pitcher, the so catcher telling him no. And he's saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to pull you out and lead you to truth. Mm -hmm. And yeah. what you have to realize is that, I'm sorry, but everybody's not going to be saved. And Zechariah chapter yep. 13 tells us that. Wow, what an honor. That if mm. he is tugging on your heart to pull you out and away from something back yeah. to him... You need to hear what the Spirit of the Most High is saying to your heart because that's special because now we get back to the Isaiah text. He says, Israel, I have chosen you. You haven't chosen me. Mm -hmm. I chose you. Right. And the solidness, the solidness of the teachings of the Most High that are in that are in the Torah mm -hmm. are called wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. Mm -hmm. And the only place you can get wisdom, knowledge, and understanding is from the Torah, which is a reason why when you read the Proverbs, the Proverbs is always telling you to study. Study what? Torah. Torah. Study the teachings and writings. Or study yeah. the law. Yeah. But you want to say, well, I'm not under the law. No, hmm. no, you're not under the perversion of the law. And you have to understand that in Shaul's day, there was the Torah, and the which was true and correct, and, it was, and then there was the perversion of it. And he let us know, you're not under the perversion of it, you're under grace. Well, what's grace, man? Grace is, is more than unmerited favor. You're under a document or a or a, a a teaching that was given to the nation of Israel not because you deserved it. Mm -hmm. 
And that teaching is called grace. Grace is not a, not a New Testament phenomenon. Israel has always had grace. grace. Absolutely. You're living in X. Well, we're living in grace now. A true definition of you know, grace. So I just kind of want to let our Hebrew people know, you know, that, and I, and I realize that this can be a very lonely walk for some people because you don't have a congregation to connect with. You don't have someone to help you to understand each week as we work through the scriptures and explain the scriptures and you don't you don't have that but but you do right you do right you know you can you can tune in to into our 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 live stream on um what is it on on Ustream uh TV uh, First Tabernacle Fellowship uh you can tune into there on on the Sabbath mm-hmm. at um, around eleven thirty eleven thirty Pacific time, and you can hear our whole worship service, and you can mm-hmm. also hear uh, our teaching of the Scripture as we work through it and mm-hmm. and help you to to understand. And you can also email us and write us and uh, and and ask us questions. We'll be glad to answer your questions. Yeah, absolutely, yeah, please do. We'll be glad to ask you. We should do a session. You know, go to the website www.firsttab.org and uh, click on the uh, the uh, the um, the question button there and send us an email. We'll be glad to answer your question because we're here for Hebrews in Exile to help us to get our heads clear so that we can be. We can at oh, least yeah. get on one accord because the sooner we get on one accord as a nation of people wherever we are and cry out to him, the sooner we're going to be saved. Right. That's delivered. That's redeemed. Right. That's brought back to the land. Right. right. Land. We're going um, to land. We're not going to heaven. Right. We're going to land. Oh, a, pl- a, pl- a place, I don't even want to get in that a place that you, yes. you represent. Because the scripture says that the Most High has promised promised Abraham, Yitzchak, and Yaakov, the fathers, that I am going to exile you, Mm -hmm. but then I'm going to redeem you and bring you back to land, back to your place, back to that place that flows with milk and honey. We got to get on one accord first. Yeah. And and this is a good step to take to be able to make that transition. and, 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 And even in this exile, I don't care in what part of the world and what part of this United States that you live in, I guarantee you that if you will turn back to the Most High in His ways and come under His protection, you will not have to worry about your enemy. The Most High will protect you from your enemies because He promised Israel that He would. Right. Right. And your enemy... Now that's under true protection. And your enemy has two legs, two feet, and puts on his pants the same way you do. That's your enemy. Drugs is not your enemy. (laughs) Alcohol is not your enemy. That's something that you got into. Right. Right. But you do have an enemy. Drugs and alcohol is not shooting you in the street and then coming up with a reason why. That's not happening. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So I just kind of wanted to, I just kind of wanted to share that with you. Uh, 
in this podcast. I don't know. I hope that I hope that you hear my heart, because um, I'm not trying to trying to bash or destroy anything. But truth matters. And, and yeah, and the Most High, the Most High speaks to us in the Hebrew text, and He tells us truth. And we don't have to spiritualize that. What he says, he says, I say. What I'm going to do, I'm going to do. And I, before me, there was none. After me, there's not going to be be any. I am your Elohim. I'm your God. So this has been Mm. Hebrews in Exile. Uh, I'm going to stop right here. Do we have to though? Yeah, we. I, I, do we yeah, have to? Do, yeah, yeah. We yeah, don't. We don't have to. Yeah, it's time to stop. It's time to go. We it's should have a song that we sing. It's time before we. <laughs> it's time to go. <laughs> and I hope that go. I hope that you've you've heard my heart tonight yeah. in this podcast. Um, this has been Rabbi Robert B. Holman Jr. and Sean Appleton. This has been Hebrews in Exile. Until next time, we say to you, Shalom. Shalom.